0: Hey everyone, this is Josh McPherson, lead pastor of Grace City Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you're a longtime Christian or just starting to ask questions about Jesus, I'm really glad you're here. I hope this message challenges you to think hard and moves you to respond in such a way that results in more freedom and purpose in your life. Enjoy the message. We love to preach the word of God and we love to tell the story of God. Amen. And, and just as we're preaching through the book of Acts, he is also uh, at work in his church as we're living out Acts, essentially chapter 29 in these days right now is God's spirit. The spirit of Christ is filling his church and they're going into the world to love people in Jesus' name and they live for the glory of God and bring the ethos of his kingdom wherever they go. And that's what this morning is about. It's, it's, I know we've been kind of saying this a lot, but it is really historic uh, in, in every way. We'll never have another Sunday like this. We are going to introduce for the first time in the history of the world, in the history of Grace Street Church, in the history of Garden City Academy, you're going to get to meet face to face the farmers' founding faculty. It's happening right now this morning. Come on! Woo! Oh, I hardly it's so exciting. Before we do, I want to uh, just say a shout out and a, and a huge hello to all the men and women at Shaline County Regional Jail. Join us this morning on a live stream. We love you. We are so grateful that you made the decision to go be with the people of God this morning, the best decision you could make. And when you get out, your family is here. There's lots of great churches in the valley. We'd love you to get plugged in with any one of them. But you have a special invitation to come here because there's a family here waiting to hang out with you. Family, can we tell them hi this morning? Can we tell them Hi. So we love you. Welcome. So good to hear you. So uh, i, I got to be quick, and, uh, and what we're, we're going to talk about all things Garden City Academy this morning. As we think about uh, where we could put our energy and our effort, I used to think of Christian schools as kind of a sideway energy for the mission of the church. I've since grown up and changed my thinking, where I, I, I'm seeing Christian education as an expression of the mission of God through the local church. Amen. And so that's what we've been doing. That's what you've been praying about and giving generously and sacrificially for. And so i uh, excited to announce a couple weeks ago at Victory Sunday that Garden City Academy is officially open. And hello, there is a need for it, y'all. If uh, enrollment numbers are any, are any indication, there is a huge, huge need for it in our valley. We could not be more excited about what God's doing. Of course, we're going to share more of that uh, in the days to come. But what I want to do this morning is I want to, um, I want to walk through... Kind of the story of, of Garden City Academy, um, in, from the perspective of the, the founding faculty's perspective, from, from the teachers who are going to shape and make up this school is, I had all these wonderful, dear folks, men and women with their spouses in my home Wednesday night. And Pastor Gene Helso is a local church pastor here, and one of our professors at Vector Academy is a remarkable man. He's a he's a godly man. He's a man of great wisdom. I consider him not only a dear friend but personal mentor. Uh, whenever I get stuck, I call and he listens and gives great counsel and puts me on a mountain bike and and kicks my butt all the valley here. Um, that's right. That's right. But uh, he said something I thought it, it, it wasn't new, but just the way he phrased it was so profound. He, he said, you know, there are there are great promises in the Word of God to the to the thousandth generation that he gives to the church. And we, we would all affirm that. Amen. But the, the, the key, the connecting piece to the 20th generation and the 50th generation and the 890th generation is the next generation. That, that's the connecting link. And, and that's our connection to the thousand generations is what will we do? How will we love, sir, care for, equip, protect, raise up and send out the next generation. That's our responsibility. That's, that's our privilege. And so when we think about what, what that means, I think, and again, I, you, you know me, my, my heart is, is for the church. When I think about the jurisdictions of God, the individual, the family, the church, the, the, the government, I believe that the church is the hope of the world. And so I'm not, I'm not saying this to elevate an educational institution above the church, but I am saying that I don't think we could do anything more important than the work of Garden City Academy in pro- providing a place to come alongside and partner with parents in their primary responsibility to raise children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Garden City Academy may be the most important thing this church ever does. You want to shape the year, the the the, the, the generation, the culture. Twenty years from now, you, you go, you step into the lives of the kids, and you shape how they see the world. You want to get above politics, you go to culture. You want to get above culture, you go to the family, which is why we want to build the family capital of the world. Amen. And the Garden City Academy, right at the heart of it. Let's go. <laughs> Fired up, farmers. Woo! So uh, I want to give you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to condense. I did nine hours with the lectures um, for our Life Tech University on um, a generation in crisis, um, the necessity and need of Christian education. I'm going to condense those nine hours down into about three minutes here. So um, just <laughs> buckle up, Chris, Bu- buckle up. Everybody who went like, you mean I could have skipped the nine hours and come here in three minutes? No. <laughs> what is education? I just have three quick quotes from uh, uh, obviously just intellectual giants, John Milton. On education, 1644 wrote this, The end of, of learning is to repair the ruins of our first parents by reg- regaining to know God aright, and out of that knowledge to love Him, to imitate Him, and to be like him. That's the end to which education is leaning. Education must have a a purpose, and it must be a, a, a higher purpose than a job, a career, a good salary, or even making a meaningful contribution to society. If it does not have a divine, eternal purpose, what is it ending toward? What is it moving toward? And John Milton said there's a higher purpose than just a salary, a job, a career, a diploma. It's to know God right. To love him, to imitate him, and to be like him in the world he made. J. Gresham Machen, who was a remarkable theologian and thinker, as as I in the lectures, I I, I read a portion of um, the uh, transcript of um, the case he was making before the Senate and in, in, in Senate hearings uh, against federalizing uh, our national educational system, and uh, he made a compelling a compelling and what what is now obviously a very prophetic impression. Uh, case for why the government should not do that, and, and I, I read it to those who were you know, four or five hundred folks at the lecture. And and when I read what I read in in his words were profound. When I gave the date, there was shock because because the the words w- w- were spoken as if he was pulling things from the headlines yesterday. The transcript was from his Senate hearing in 1927, and so so good. Um, competent, capable, thinking men and women have been putting their minds to this issue of Christian education in relationship to the church and the world for a long, long time. We're not the first ones to think about it. I I readily acknowledge I'm probably late to the game, but here nonetheless, here's what he said. "A A truly Christian education is possible only when Christian education underlies not a part, but all of the curriculum of the school. True learning and true piety go hand in hand, and Christianity embraces the whole of life those are great central convictions that underlie the Christian school, meaning it's a, it'll be a Christian school not because we have a Bible class. It'll be a Christian school because every subject will be taught through the lens of God as the center of reality, because that is reality. And to talk about math and science and biology and literature and history and logic, although they don't probably talk about that much anymore, but you know, whatever subject it might be, to talk about it with the absence of God... It is, is to lie about reality because you're saying you can understand these subjects apart from God and, and know the totality of, of its nature, which you can't. And so he says a, a, true, a true education puts God at the center as the starting point of reality because that's, that is reality. Amen. And lastly, that, uh, that happy, uh, comedic Catholic G.K. Chesterton wrote, education is simply the soul of a society as it passes from one generation to another which is why who you have as your teachers is everything, because kids will remember less what they are taught and more what they catch in any given classroom, which is why not necessarily what the teachers say, but who they are in their being could not matter more. I've told our teachers, that you'll meet here in a moment, that their integrity has never mattered more. Their, their marriage has never mattered more. The unity and oneness of their covenant with their spouse has never mattered more. Their personal relationship with Jesus has never mattered more because we're hiring them not to come teach a subject in a classroom. We're hiring them to come be living examples to the students of what it looks like to follow Jesus with an exuberant heart, with a hope-filled heart. We're, we're, We're asking them to come be who they are as a follower of Jesus at this school, no matter where they fit into the team. And so uh, our, our, our Garden State Academy teachers are out of the cultural anchor. And what I say is this. Um, I've been talking with these folks since since early summer, late spring, early summer. And um, what I've told every one of them in conversation is, is I need you to think about this carefully. I, I'm issuing this invitation to you because of who I've seen and experienced you to be in our church, in our community. I'm, I'm inviting you to to not make a career change, but to, to step into the calling of God, to come be who you are here at Garden City Academy, because the school will not recover from the trajectory that our founding faculty will set, good or bad. You get that, right? We don't get a chance to redo this. If we flub it up this year, we'll come back. No, no, we get one shot at this, and the trajectory of culture that the faculty set will be what we live with for a while, so we got to get it right out of the gate, amen. And I told him, I said, I do not hire for diversity. I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. We're in this day and age where words like great words like diversity have lost all sense of substance and meaning because of how they've been perverted. We've reduced it to the most shallow thing about someone—the color of their skin. When in reality, we don't have to fabricate diverse churches because every church with more than one human being in it is radically diverse. Do you know why? Because of the image of God. Every human being is made with intrinsic worth and value because they've been made in the image of God and could not be more categorically different from themselves by nature of being made in the image of God and different and distinct from all other right human beings. Every human is diverse from the other one because they are unique as a creation, as a creative overflowing expression of God's infinite ability to create new things. So we don't hire for diversity of thought. We have plenty of diversity by the fact that we're humans. We hire for unity of mind, heart, and spirit so that there is an energy of team pulling in one direction. Amen. You can thank the Lord for that. (laughs) Golf clap for unity. That was nice. So uh, uh, just so you can kind of be aware of of the caliber of people on this stage, there's a five-fold unity grid that, that I work through personally. It's it's a theological grid. It's an organizational grid. It's a missional grid. It's a philosophical grid. And it's a relational grid. They have to check the boxes in all five of those areas, or it won't be a good fit for us or for them. And so uh, th- that's why I, I, I typically rarely, if ever, do interviews because you, you, you can learn so little about a person over the course of an hour. I love to interview someone when they're not watching over the course of four or five years in our church family. How do they live? How do they act when no one's watching? Are they leaning in? Do they have the heart of a servant? Because we say around here, we're a family of servant missionary disciples, right? That's our core identity. And so today is us living out our kind of family value. We're being a family today, kind of having a family meeting, as we introduce to you some of our lead servants stepping out as missionaries to make disciples at Garden City Academy. I've been telling our teachers, don't think if you're a teacher... In the government school system, that you'll, you're being a missionary there, and you're leaving the mission field to come here. No, 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 no. It's all mission field. This is just a strategic realignment on the mission field to be one more effective in your call as a missionary, where you can actually be one because you can talk about Jesus, right? So don't think that like, oh, these are all Christian kids. They're fine. <laughs> 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 they need Jesus. Hoorah! <laughs> yes. So it's not leaving the mission field, it's a strategic reassignment on the same mission field for the sake of being more fruitful and advancing the kingdom of God more aggressively. And So everyone you're going to see uh, up here today and hear from today have worked their way through this theological, missional, philosophical, organizational, and relational grid. You might be asking, what's a relational grid, Josh? Very simple, I have to like them. You're like so shallow, not shallow at all. If I gotta pay them and hang out with them, I better like them. Like there's nothing worse than paying for a headache. You know what I mean? And so it's like I ask you to be here and you're a jerk, and I'm paying you. Like what world am I living in? And so I, I, my grid is very simple. If I couldn't see myself vacation with their family, they don't get to be on the team. they are like how narrow. Whatever. Go start your own church. Like 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 this is how I, this is how I'm choosing to live my life. Okay. And so these are wonderful people. They're fun to hang out with. They 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 enjoy. They have good sense of humor.s They're they're just they're just us. They're our people. And so this fivefold unity grid. And then lastly, the fourfold hiring grid. This is where. They have to have a passionate love for Jesus. They have to have a palatable love for students. They have to have an insatiable and incurable love for their subject. And they have to have a, a, a deep commitment and love for the mission of the school. Those four things have to be in place. It's got to be burning and radiating from them because I don't have to motivate them every week. I want them to wake up with their own sense of deep calling before God, that they will be held accountable for how they live their days. And that's what's moving and driving them into this calling. And so this summer, I began hanging out with some of them and, and calling on my office and coming out, being the trailer, you know, that, that janky little trailer out there that I love with all my heart. And uh, come on into my trailer and let's talk and begin talking with, with sweet, dear, precious husbands and wives and men and women about what it might look like to leave what they're currently doing. And I want you to hear this. Nobody i talked to hated where they're at. It's not as if like, Gosh, if I could just get bailed out of this, all of them, and many of them are in hard places. But they're the kind of people that work to make where they're at flourish no matter the circumstance. Isn't that awesome? So these aren't people looking for an easy way out. These are people who are making where they were currently at flourish because that's their commitment. And I'm asking them to bring that same kind of insurgent heart to Garden City Academy to make Garden City Academy flourish. So without further ado, I'd like to invite a few folks to stage for you to welcome with the seven uh, panel folks coming up. You can welcome as they come. Help them get up here. Come on up, guys. Come on up. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, honey. How are you? Hello. You've got the microphones down there. Okay, so we'll start down here on this end. And uh, we'll just uh, we'll we'll make our way down um, the row here. I got a little behind because Adam's announcement went so long, so we got to catch catch up on time. So that guy happens all the time. Guy, I know.
1: Have you noticed that?
0: I know. Hard to find good help. It is hard. Yeah. So yeah. kind of stu- kind of stuck with him, but um. um all right, all <laughs> right. They're HR our city group. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. So uh, we got seven folks up here, and I wish we could do this with it, with everyone on the team. We'll probably, uh, over the course of the next four or five weeks, invite different folks to come up before we open up the Word of God to share their story, because it's so encouraging to hear the work of God in the lives of the people in our church, isn't it? And uh, and so I've asked them to kind of answer a simple question, uh, why, why are you here? Why are you excited about leaving where you're at, uh, many of which is a very sacrificial leave to be here at Garden City Academy. So Kyle, why do kick us off?
1: All right. Uh, so my name is Kyle Hurst, and I've taught uh, for almost a quarter century, which sounds like a long time, um, and some days it feels like a really, really long time, because uh, when you're in a public school, and, and I work at a, a school that I feel like for a public school is a really good school. Um, but you're constantly just seeing brokenness and uh, it's, in, it's in the staff, it's in the students and you're walking around and it's, it's like you're in a war zone and you're doing triage, but they say you can't use any bandages. So you're going around and you're just constantly running into a wall. And when I look at my kids who are right over here and uh, I just think about them growing up in that environment and just trying to scrape by and survive that environment, uh, instead of being somewhere like Garden City where they can thrive, mm-hmm. uh, it just it it would break my heart to have them go there. Even though uh, there's fantastic people that work there, and so um, I'm just so excited to get somewhere where I can shoulder a heavy load. Uh, to go and do the things that God has called me to do with a bunch of great people. So I couldn't be more excited about that. And just one real quick analogy is uh, the movie Schindler's List. It always gets stuck in my head and just the idea at the end of that where he um, has the people that he's been working to save come up to him and say thank you. And they scrape together this little gift and give it to him. And all of a sudden he has this realization that even though he's been working, he could have been so much more effective yeah. uh, if he had just just uh, made a couple extra sacrifices. So I want to make sure that I get that right as a model for my kids coming up and the other youth. What an exciting thing to be a part of a church who is on the field working hard. And a lot of those people working hard are the youth here um, to help grow and encourage them. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank <laughs> you, Kyle. Awesome. Had the, had the privilege of marrying Kyle and his wife, Jackie, so it's super surreal to hear you talking about kids that you have in school. Super proud of you, buddy. Mr. Reifert, um what, what in the world are you doing here, my man?
2: Uh, check, 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 check. Mike, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me?
0: Can you? Yeah, click it. There. there you go. Hello. Yeah, It's me. Hello. <laughs> You hear me. Okay, so, we have to hurry. So, yeah, stop my but. bad. You're, this is you. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, so I am here because I love kids, and I love families. Kids can do so much more than sometimes we as parents can even realize. Um 13 years ago, I left uh, college and, and a career that I thought I was going to go into um, into to teaching and decided to shift and become a law enforcement officer. So currently, I'm a detective with the Washington State Patrol. Um, and I've been doing that for almost 13 years and, and absolutely love it. Um, and uh, when Josh came and talked to my wife and I a few months ago, um, we really wrestled with it because um, I felt like I was really called to do what I am doing right now. Um, But there was this little itch um, of like, okay, what if? Um, And uh, it took me a couple months and then the Lord just really placed on my heart and he he said, what if I called you into law enforcement to stay on the front lines and protect our communities um, from the evil that is out there? And what if I'm calling you now to become a teacher to protect the hearts and lives of our children who are on the front lines of the oppression that, that is the state that, that is around us. Um, and so it just really resonated with me. Um, I love being here because I love being on mission for Christ. Um, you know, the, Our mission here is to help others meet, love, and follow Jesus, and that starts with we as parents with our kids in the home. Amen. Um, and so we as parents are called to be that. and then we as teachers who are up here are called to be that for our families, but also for your kids as well. Um, and so I'm just super excited to come not only behind and beside kids, but besides parents. Um, and just really excited to to start a music program um, at Garden City Academy because the arts are something that are more and more, not being taught, and not being taught in a God-honoring and right way. So I'm just super excited to, to bring a little bit of that to Garden City Academy.
0: Let's go. Let's go. And, uh, just real quick, because everybody knows you as kind of the State Patrol chase down bad guys dude. What was your degree in, bro?
2: Vocal mu- music education.
0: Vocal music performance education. So he plays the beautiful cello. He's got a huge heart for music and is going to bring an incredible... It, like, this, this is a sidetrack, I got to say this first, but I, I was like, I cannot have some like weenie, skinny jean music guy dude. You know what I mean? I need like, I need like a dude dude in the music department. And that's what we got in Jeffrey Eifert. Amen. So super stoked about Jeffrey and what he's going to bring to uh, Garden State Caddy Buddy. And just by the way, maybe describe what you're doing. Still at the patrol, had lots of opportunities to come, uh, career advancement, SWAT opportunities, like, significant honors uh, that not everybody gets in the patrol that you've been working toward, turning those down, turning those away, to start the music program at Garden City Academy and then begin to make the transition here eventually. So thank you for being willing to walk away from something you're good at, something you love, something that's important, to be a part of what we're building here. I love you for it, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. super excited. Yep, it's awesome. (laughs) Mrs. Harris, your story.
3: Uh, My name is Heidi Harris, and my husband and I have six children, and we, uh, there's a lot of backstory, but um, to summarize, four years ago we moved to Boise for a job, Um, we had been living in Moses Lake for 10 years, and while there, um, we had some friends tell us about Gray City, and we had come home, so... Well, our children. So we have six kids in about seven and a half years. So we were overwhelmed with children. <laughs> in a good way. We love them.
0: Um, <laughs> most of them. Most,
3: no, we love them.
0: Is that um, even like mathematically possible? Like...
3: It is possible.
0: Okay, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs>
3: um, and we, I was a public school teacher. My husband's dad was a public school teacher. And we never even processed homeschooling our kids. We didn't even know that it was It never even was in our mind that it was our job. Um, And so shortly before our oldest was five, we had some friends just invite us to consider that God's called parents to be the primary educators of their kids. In some fashion, it's parents' job. And so that changed our lives, and we scraped and clawed with very little help or knowledge or knowing what we were doing, but with strong conviction from the Lord that These are our kids, and he's trusted us with them. So we've homeschooled. We've been in in different co-ops and different things. Um, So four years ago, we moved from Moses Lake of 10 years to Boise um, for a job. And then our friends, the Scatmans, invited us to Gray City. And so we came one Sunday, and there were chairs up here just like this. And it was men and their sons, and they were talking about the rocket that they were launching of Man Card and Stronger Men Nation. And nowhere had anyone ever put words to the passion in our hearts to step up and raise our kids. And here are all these men doing it, and we have four boys largely on our own doing our best. And so we left that day, and both of us said we want to go there, but it seems impossible. We were in a a two-year job commitment, and we were only about six months into that, Had just bought a house. And so, long story short, my husband was fired for a vaccine mandate from a large ag company based in Boise, which we thought would never happen. And so we found ourselves with no job and decided we might as well jump ship and go to Gray City. So, in that process of just grappling with the Lord, would you let us go? Would you let us go? Would you let us go? We didn't think it would happen like that, but would you let us go? And Largely, we just thought, that's where we want to be. That's where we want to raise our kids. And and he really impressed on our hearts. Yes, I will let you go, but I have work for you to do. Mm. And so um, the reality is that was two years ago. And the housing market, as you all know, was pretty crazy. And so buying a house did not happen as we thought. So we had some gracious friends who are really good friends now uh, let us (laughs) – park our RV at their house on 100 acres, and we brought our kids and our livestock and our dogs and uh, took over. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, But we has been almost a total of two years out of a home. Um, so we are within days, I see Jake here, within days, some some number of days before moving into the house that we were able to build. Um, is Jake Gann
0: building your house?
3: Gann has built Jake Gann is building Jake, house. Jake, are you
0: willing to put... Are you willing to put a day count to when it's going to be done? No, he hates right that Right here on question. the spot in front of 800 of your best friends?
3: <laughs> he hates that question. That's his answer. Okay, okay.
0: I, I can't quite, Oh, there he is. Okay. He's done we'll, a great we'll job. Pray, There he is, Jake. We'll pray for you, Jake. Go get it, buddy. Go get it. Uh, he, told me, he told me by Wednesday.
3: Oh, perfect. That's so good. <laughs> uh, but, a Wednesday at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's been a bit of there. a rocky road for sure. And there have been many times that we have sat down and said, if there was no home in sight, no home on the horizon we would choose to be here in an RV with our kids mm-hmm. because of the fruit that is coming into our lives, their lives. Both my boys were on Mankard this year, uh, my oldest boys, and we're so grateful and so that I love to teach. And my passion for this generation started in my own children and has spread yeah. to a passion for the generation. And it's interesting, last thing I'll say. They told me to go short. Um, uh, Ever since I started teaching in the classical setting, in some fashion, when my son was five or six, um, the one song that I've played at everything I've spoke at, every parent meeting I've read or led, <clears throat> has been the song, Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Oh God, let us be a generation that seeks your face. Oh God of Jacob. And so, through that whole years of s- struggle and call... To homeschool our children, God has put on my heart a passion for their generation. So wow. I am grateful to be a part of the staff.
0: Thank you, Heidi. So good. Um, it, uh, if you if you missed it, I mean, just because they moved from Idaho to Washington during COVID, that's a call of God. Otherwise, <laughs> what in the world were you thinking? And, uh, and so really grateful to have you guys here uh, and how you're contributing to what God's doing at Grace City. Just That's the kind of people God's bringing to the work here at Grace City. It's just remarkable. So thank you very, very much. Yolanda?
4: Okay. Well, um, my husband Kent and I have also felt strongly about um, educating our kids. And uh, having both grown up in the public school system, that was something new for us to take on homeschooling, and also for a while classical Christian education. And um, we really felt the need to understand ourselves, like what uh, what we needed to learn and how we needed to teach our kids so that they would not wander away from the faith. And um, I guess— Um, I, first of all, love love teaching as well, like Heidi, and have had the opportunity and privilege of teaching at St. George's Hall Homeschool Co-op twice a week for the last three years. And so it's still homeschooling, but also being in community, and that has been an amazing, amazing gift for our family. So I would say as far as our why for Um, Garden City Academy is largely those two things, community and the call as parents to homeschool our kids. And as I have taught science, which I have loved teaching, just realizing that God is in all of the details of the life of a tree and and a plant and being able to communicate that to the students has just been an incredible gift for myself and and, um, as I teach my own kids at home too and the human body and all the details of God, what we can learn about his attributes, what we can learn about who he is, um, because we get to teach the subject matter. So I guess in the end, the the goal and the desire of my heart as a teacher is to be able to not just come to the end, our kids and all the students not just to, be come, to come to the end of their learning and have received a diploma, um, to have completed all of this hard work of learning facts and developing skills, but to actually be able to see God in all of these details mm-hmm. in what they've learned. And I love the fact that I get to be a part of that. And then to go into life knowing that God is still in all of these details of their yeah. lives. And, um, and hopefully as they go through really hard times, suffering in their own lives, that they can, they've already practiced learning that he's in the details of their schooling yes. and all of the subject matter and so then with the help of community they can also be confident that he's in the details of their life as they go forward so mm-hmm. that makes me very passionate about teaching these kids.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> Fun, fun little uh, trivia. Kent, and Yolanda, were in our first City Group 12 years ago, and we held City group when we were just launching City Groups at Gray City in their home out in Three Lakes for uh, week in and week out, and love them dearly. Uh, you're a good mom, Yolanda, and love your boys. So, Mr. Simo, legend of the Upper Valley, take it away. It's your floor. Give it up for Steve Simo.
5: He gets me every time with this stuff. It's like I, I'm more than humbled. Uh, I'm really excited, and I'm also I can't I can't remember being this nervous in a long time, just getting this started. So um, I've been blessed to to teach for almost 34 years, 35 years. Uh, also, I had the opportunity to teach with my wife, uh, who's an outstanding teacher. Uh, I I'm on a side trip because that's what I do when I teach. Yeah. Um, and it's like. I see sports as a metaphor for life. So my hope is, because I've coached football, I referee basketball, and I coach track, that, that we can bring you know, the messages and the teachings that, that God has given us for athletics and to use those in such a positive growth way. And, and it's been such a real blessing to work with so many really, really good kids. And we all love kids. Um, but as a coaching analogy is like, Josh put this superstar team together and we're all like-minded. And I don't know these people, but I know these people.
0: Yeah. It, yeah.
5: It, it is. We're all like-minded in the sense that we want to do what is best for our children. Yep. Um, but with that said, it's also the idea that the strength of a nation is derived from the integrity of the family.
0: Amen. And Amen.
5: if we don't have strong families, we're not going to have a strong nation. Yep. Amen. And then uh, I think it was Kyle mentioning something maybe about Schindler's List and then also the Constitution but but I'm pretty sure that the founding fathers wanted to make sure that education was a local mm-hmm. institution, mm-hmm. not a state and not a federal. Mm-hmm. It's let the parents raise their kids Amen. the Come way on. they best want to be raised. Come on. And, and with that said, so. I'm I'm cruising. I got seventeen years in. My exit strategy was to get out next year and just slide out and you know, live that retirement life, you know, with my wife so we could enjoy that. And then Josh gives me a call and said, Hey, what are you doing? I said, Nothing. He says, Let's go have lunch. So I bought him lunch. And then I did. I did.
0: He did, yeah. I did. (laughs) He did.
5: I go, why not? So then Josh says, "Let's go for a drive." And so he locked me in his truck for like two hours. <laughs> we drove around, saw some sights, and then then he proposed Garden City Academy to me, and and he basically had me from from the jump. He, I go, I'm in. Yeah. And then met with Ryan and, and saw the vision that we have for for this. And and there's no way though I can not be a part of it. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with you folks right up here and everybody else that we've met because. We're going to have a blast. We're not going to get everything right. <laughs> but but the, the Lord's going to provide us this opportunity to, to raise kids in a, in a godly family experience. And Wenatchee will be the family capital of the world. Amen. We'll make
0: sure of that. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I love you, Samuel, very much. You being here, you bring not only the credibility of your character, but a lot of life experience, a lot of vision. Um, you know, I, I joke, but not joking, legend in the upper valley, Kashmir, 15, 16, 17 years at Cascade, where I was Kodiak, and this Bulldogs. trying to bring that here as a farmer. Uh, I, I, I'll never forget the day you texted me, you said, uh, I think you said, uh, you said, I'm a farmer. And I was like, no way, you know, it's like, we just signed Babe Ruth, you know, it's just incredible. <laughs> and uh, so, I uh, love you, your, the heart of your wife, who's given her life to education. And uh, she's very much part of this process, sitting with you and your wife in your home, listening to you guys talk about God's call in your heart, which just a precious, precious thing, so fond of wherever you're at. We love you. So grateful for you guys. And uh, thank you for the investment made my son in track. Uh, when you have th- this kind of caliber of people investing in your kids, you realize you there's no price you could put on it. Uh, and so I'm grateful for who you are, my man. Yeah. I, I'm going to
5: interrupt, though. It, yeah. y- 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 I always thought that, you know, good athletes make good coaches, and great athletes Make good coaches. It, it, it's not the coaches; it's the material we get to work with, and that's why the family units that put. And I see so many uh, former students in this church, and I mean, some of them are in, are in their fifties. So that's a good thing. Um, but, but but that that is really the the hope is to raise good kids, to become good family, and create God's glory. Yeah, I, I really believe that. Yeah. One last thing: go farmers!
0: Let's go! Woo! Mr. Addison King, why in the world are you here? Man, I got to give a little
6: backstory. Um, So, we are refugees from the West Side, my family and I. Um, (laughs) So, about 18 months ago, I felt the Lord leading us to Wenatchee, um, and now I know why. Um, But before we moved here, we knew that um, if we are going to escape the West Side, we need to do it and find a strong church and find a strong community. Um, I found Stronger Men Nation online, Um, I started listening to sermons. and I knew that we would be fed here. I knew my family would be fed here um, with strong biblical preaching. And, but what I did not know is that we would become part of a family. Um, and the culture that's created at this church is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why when I know that this school was being pitched, that if we can bring that culture to this school, then we are going to be wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I approach it as a dad. Um, my own kids. I I wanted my wife to homeschool my kids. Uh, my original plan was to come here, grind it out in the public schools, keep my nose down, give my wife the opportunity to raise our kids um, educationally and raise them right. Uh, when this opportunity came, I realized that this could be more than just my kids. Uh, this is something that we can we can get we can offer to everybody in the valley, hopefully, eventually. And uh, I give the I give the analogy of. My own life. Um, I was a I was a church kid. My my family was my my family raised me Christian, but I was sent to the public schools. And I felt like, on Sundays and Wednesday nights, we were building the walls to the house, and everybody in my life was doing the best they could. Uh, but my foundation was built in those 40 hours a week in the public school, and that foundation was made of sand. Mm-hmm. And I don't want I don't want to see anyone in this room's kids to have to tear the house down when they turn 20, when life storms hit them. I want to build the foundation now. I want to start it in. Little starts in kindergarten all the way up through the junior high and high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and also like I think we we talk a lot about sacrifice and the people on this stage are sacrificing to be here, but you won't meet a group of people that acts less like we're making sacrifices. Mm -hmm. We are ecstatic to be here Mm -hmm. and it's it's gonna be awesome. Go farmers.
0: Addison was a collegiate athlete, and so I think he and uh, and Simon are going to get along just just dandy. So, Mr. Ballard bringing home Eric Ballard, dear friend of our family. Uh, his uh, dad, Sean Ballard, Sean Giuliani, Ballard ambulance with along with uh, Scott, the brother, of course, uh, grandson of um, uh, the great Clyde and Ruth Ballard, speaker of the House here for many years in Washington State. So, uh, Eric's dad, Sean, was in my parent's youth group. And we've known them. I've known them my entire. I've never known life without a Ballard, which I think is a, is a great blessing to me. Um, and so, uh, to have Eric here on this stage, on this team, bringing his significant skill set to bear is not a small thing. Uh, not a small part to his journey, his story. So, Eric, uh, how did you get here, buddy?
7: So, my wife and I have been at Gray City since the very beginning, and we actually met on opening day. So she was, I think. 10, and I was 11, so, you know, love at <laughs> first sight. Uh, Isn't
0: that awesome? So, all the kids, like, looking around, you know, like, taking notes. Like, <laughs> She's cute.
7: Her first thought was, who's that bald kid with the big ears? Is what she told me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you, you got baptized our first, our opening day, the first group of folks got baptized, Eric
7: Ballard. Yep. Wow. Yep. And so with that, we've had the opportunity to grow up in the culture of Grace City, and we've just had incredible mentors godly men and women pour into us and with my family legacy just people to look to to show us uh where to go and godly men and women stand on their shoulders of who come before us so um three years ago we moved back to an from school and started working in the family business as third generation and um at that same time saint george's hall was starting and we were offered the opportunity to teach there by karee which we were glad to accept. So we loved that time and all the while there we felt a little bit limited that um, just we wanted to spend more time teaching, mentoring. We are so thankful for the people that poured into us and wanted to turn that to the next generation of what we've been taught. And so um, super happy with where we were but at the same time desiring something more and not sure what that was and wanted to be patient but at the same time wanting to get more time on the field. So this uh, August, my wife and I were sitting on the couch at eight at night, and my phone dings, and it's Josh. And he says, uh, to text me, he goes, hey, buddy, um, I got something to run by you. And uh, I'm out of state right now, but I'll I'll hit you up soon. And I go, oh, it's Josh. My wife goes, what are you saying? And I read to her, and she goes, uh, I wonder how much our lives just changed. <laughs> so, uh we're, we're kind of on pins and needles, you know, waiting to see what the deal is, and we've got our hunches, and so Josh comes into Ballard Ambulance one day, and we had done some work on his truck, and he goes, hey, you got a, you got a quick second to step outside? So two hours later, we're uh, across the street in the Giza parking lot, and he's pitched the vision of Garden City, and we've been high-fiving and crying, and just felt... I asked him, you know, have you been reading my mail? And this is just everything my wife and I have talked about vision, desire, calling, um, put into one vision and offer and just super ecstatic. So call my wife on the way home. I'm like, well, Josh just stopped by. She's like, okay. So <laughs> get home and roll it all out and say, you know, he they're starting a school and he offered to let me teach math, and she starts crying and I go, uh and he offered to let me be uh, head track and cross country coach. And she just lost it. So, <laughs>
0: stops looking at me. No.
4: Where am um, I supposed to look,
7: bro? Uh, trying to hold it together. Carry on, Eric. Great story. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> He's tearing up. It gets to me. Yeah. So, anyway, just had a super sweet hour of my, my wife and I talking through it and crying. And just so thankful for the opportunity. And so... Um, we uh, we're very excited for what's to come, and don't take lightly that um, people would entrust our your children to us to educate in those hours. And uh, I think everyone here on the team, and as we'll see the rest of the team in a minute, takes that very seriously and welcomes that weight. So we've uh, we've got big goals for the first year for the sports teams. And Brett Frank this year at ManCard said. uh, be humble enough to set high goals. If you're achieving your goals all the time, your your, uh, pride won't allow you to strive higher. So we're we're trying to be humbler and shoot for the stars. So yep. super excited.
0: Yep. If if you have a a, a, a high school student who, who's functionally ambulatory, uh, there's a good chance Eric will hunt them down and recruit them for the track and cross country team. I'll take anyone. <laughs> Let's go, farmer. So he's pretty shy about that. Um, Eric brings a significant set of skills. Was a graduate, master CPA, practicing in, in a large firm over in Spokane, teaching a high level math at uh, Eastern. A university and then over here to run the family business. Um, and so uh, just a super sharp dude, uh, very competent. Both he and Michael, uh, good, fine young men. We got to know them since they were little, little boys out in the orchard shooting. Uh, I won't say we were shooting, anyway. We were doing stuff, yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, This is being recorded, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and uh, but one thing very special is their story kind of connects with our story. Is is um, I was talking with Eric Chase, who's uh, one of my my closest friends and a uh, a mentor of of Eric Moriah. And I I I I said, do you think I should approach Sean and Julie first because I don't want to step on family legacy? That's a big deal. And Eric kind of is the plan for the family legacy. And Eric was like, oh, that's that that. They're to be a part of that. So I wanted to feel out Eric first to see if he was even interested. And then we uh, sat down with his mom and dad. And uh, it was such a sweet conversation. Because you have a boy who's taken over the family business, something that, 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 that Clyde built up, actually bought the taxi service slash kind of ambulance thing from my grandpa 100 years ago. It wasn't anything. Built it in this incredible business. Sean and Scott took over, now handing the process, in, in the process, literally mid-process of handing it to Eric and Mariah, and this would kind of kind of jar that, you know, and that this might mean more work for Sean and Julie, and just the whole thing, right? And we sat down on my back porch and listened to Eric pour his heart out to watch... Uh, his, uh, his mom and dad showed you just response so quickly with such excitement uh, because Eric's his own man doing a good job leading his home, doing a good job. And, uh, and all men, no matter how old they are, want the affirmation of their dad. Um, and it was not something that Sean withheld or toyed with, he gave it quickly. And uh, he said, Hey, he said, uh, sell a business tomorrow. Not a big deal. What well, is a big deal? is you pursuing God's call in your life. Yeah. And that's what we want to get behind. And that's the heart of the farmer. That's the heart of the Grace City Church Stronger Man. And I got to see it. So I have this picture here of the day that Eric got the blessing from his dad and his mom. And it's a sweet thing because that's part of my story, is that my dad at 16 went to his dad and said, I'm leaving the family business to pursue the call of God. And my grandpa said, I'm, I'm behind you 100% and sold the dream the next year, and my dad moved to to Washington, which became eventually Grace City Church. So I took this picture of that day. It was a sweet day, and uh, Eric, Mariah, we love you. Sean, Julie, Clyde, Ruth, we love you. Thank you uh, for the Boward family legacy in this town, this church. We're we're great benefactors of your effort and your labor and your legacy, and I love you for it. So thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys can you guys can hit it and grab some chairs as you go, and I'm gonna um, jump into um, our next portion. Can we tell these guys thank you one more time? You excited for Garden City Academy? Oh, it's gonna be so awesome! It's gonna be so awesome. We got 25 more folks just like that that I want to introduce to you in a moment. But I wanna I wanna. Um, share an announcement now. So uh, Levi or somebody, you could bring out my my pulpit, my podium here. We'll we'll, uh, move into our our, our next announcement, which is pretty exciting, uh, which is a a new academic partnership. Thank you, young man. (laughs) It's a good looking dude right there, don't you think? And um, uh, we have been wanting to um, build a partnership like this uh, for a while. And, uh, wasn't sure what it was going to look like. And so this summer, oddly enough, uh, pretty close to, to June 1st, which is really wild to think about. Um, Kyle, who of course is our executive director for Vector Academy, doing an incredible job with the vision and the heart of, of, uh, of this ministry. We got in a room and I said, look, here's the deal. What if, what if we folded Vector Academy into Garden City Academy? That not that it goes away or changes, but that it becomes a part of the overall academic mission to, uh, launch kids into, into the world for Jesus. And so so we would still maintain it as kind of a a finishing school, gap year, capstone, preparatory school, uh, one-year experience for post-grad students in preparing them to either go into the workforce or go into education or go where they may be. It's taking nine months to get the next 50 years right, Vector Academy. I said, but what if we could also make it the capstone experience of the senior year for our Garden City Academy in that the senior year is largely lost on wasted time in the American high school institution? If you've been paying attention, it's an absolute waste of time. It, 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 it's baking and pottery and, you know, a PE class with donuts. It just, it just doesn't mean anything. And because you can get your credits in to, to graduate earlier than what the state, you know, requires the hours for. And so we thought, what if we were super efficient with our academic Calendar, so as to get students to, to the place where they're they're essentially graduating their junior year, and then their senior year is spent in this post high school um, co- college experience. Uh, so it's a, it, it, it's 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 in, it's baked into the Garden City Academy uh, academic schedule for our seniors, but it still has that post uh, graduate kind of program uh, for uh, co- uh, college freshmen. And But we'd want it accredited, and so we began uh, looking around, looking around, and meeting with many different colleges, and what I get to announce today, as, as a public announcement, uh, for the first time uh, ever heard in the history of the world, I, I know I'm excited about it, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but it's, it's, it's well, I guess first service heard it, so, so it's not like, it's for the second time in the history of the world... Uh, We are announcing today that we have formed a a, um, a, a formalized academic partnership with Corbin University in Salem, Oregon to accredit Vector Academy. Come on! Woo! Yeah! We could not be more excited. So when they finish Vector Academy, they'll have between 21 and 24 uh, credits. College credits is essentially a a full year. Uh, Those credits will be credited through Corbin University and uh, available to go really almost anywhere that a Corbin credit is recognized in the United States, which which is many, many places. Corbin's an incredible institution. So we could not be more excited about that partnership. As well, then, we're going to begin working towards uh, crediting the Garden City Academy Farmer High School Experience. So that, Lord willing, uh, the junior and senior experience, maybe even some dipping in some sophomore classes, uh, if your if your kids go into Garden City Academy, they could graduate from Garden City Academy essentially with almost up to uh, an associate's worth of college credit uh, towards a college degree, which is just crazy. It's just crazy. The, if I had time to unpack the economic value, if you're not sending your kid to Garance Academy, you are literally losing money. So, average college credit between five and seven hundred bucks, depending on where you go, in-state, out-of-state, private, public, upwards of a thousand dollars of credit for some. You add room and board on top of that; you could be upwards of fifteen hundred bucks of credit, two thousand bucks of credit. You take a three-credit class that's between four to six thousand bucks. You extend over four years; that adds up that same three-credit class that you would spend 6000 bucks for at, at, at a university, you'll be able to take at Garden City Academy for $190. <laughs> that, that, that's remarkable. <laughs> that, that, that's incredible. And, and that, that's being made possible because of the visionary leadership of um, those I, uh, at Corbin University, specifically um, the president. Um, and uh, I was hoping to uh, have him uh, videoed in um, on a Zoom call uh, so you can meet him and hear his heart. I, I know you guys would have loved him, but um, we couldn't um, get the, the Zoom connection to work. So uh, Dr. Yates, why don't you come up on stage in person and tell us what we're going to do together. Come on, welcome to the stage. Woo! Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. You okay. Yes, yes. The,
8: the stage is yours. Get the microphone on. It works better. It's always better to be in person. I am so glad to be with you guys, and it is so incredible to hear what God has been doing in your church, how you're making a difference in your community, how you see that as part of God's calling on your life as a community to change lives for Jesus Christ. Now, at Corbin University, our mission is simple. We educate Christians who will make a difference in the world for Jesus Christ. So I have Corbin graduates, alumni, literally all over the world, serving in unique spaces like accountants or teachers or those in biomedical science or even agricultural science. And they are serving all over the world, telling others about Jesus, but also serving their community in their trained field, knowing that God can use them as a missionary wherever he places them. Corbin University is such an incredibly special place. You may know some alumni. You may know some graduates. I love getting the opportunity to serve the kingdom of God within this community. Now, we're very unique. When we talk about educating Christians who will make a difference in the world for Jesus Christ, we are the last school in the Pacific Northwest that to be a student at Corbin, you have to be a Christian. Now, I know that there's a different understanding about how we can work evangelistically and other kinds of things, but friends, we have a very unique place at Corbin University. You have to have a credible profession of faith to be a student. That changes the tenor of what happens in our classrooms. And then when you have superb faculty who hit way outside of the park in terms of their academic credentials and what they're capable of and how they train, that are taking their specialization and integrating it biblically in the classroom, you have a recipe for God to really do something transformative. Mm -hmm. That is what I get excited about. In the book of Jude, Jude is writing to the church I don't know if you ever read this little one-chapter book. It's, it's phenomenal. And he starts off and he says, man, I wish I could be writing to you about the common bonds we share in Jesus Christ. But he said, instead, I need to write to you to contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. That is a message for you and for me today. We need to have young men and young women, no matter where they work or where they serve, capable and able to articulate the truth of Jesus Christ, to contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints for the coming generations. And that's transformative. Pastor Josh, you and I were talking, though, the way that God has created this, though, is it's always through the church, right? In Romans, Paul writes that it's through the church. In Ephesians, in Ephesians 3.10, it's through the church the manifold wisdom of God is made known. And it's in the church that we want to be able to see. We understand that our, our kids are grown, mature in the church. They get an opportunity to spend a few years refining that and then they come back to the local church so we see our role really as complementary to what you're accomplishing here so we get excited about this so So, what i brought with me was a wonderful document here to formally sign here in front of the church to be able to say that we as Corbin University are super excited about our partnership and about what can be accomplished here, and then allow you guys, for Kyle and you to sign as well, to say you're excited about this as well, and then we can just walk together in gospel ministry forward. So I'm going to sign this.
0: Come on! go
8: looking forward to good days
0: ahead amen amen thank you so much you guys fired up and then incredible Isn't that incredible oh my goodness oh my goodness you can have a seat one more fun announcement for you to make i know it's like i can't take anymore hey it's christmas merry christmas so many fun presents I uh, just want to honor you, Dr. Yates, in front of our church family. Got to spend the evening with him and, and his family, his dear precious wife, Angie, and their boy, Jackson. And uh, they actually have a few more kids back at home They weren't able to make it. Is that not a beautiful family? Isn't incredible? Beautiful <laughs> family there. And um, Jackson was with him last night. And we got to spend, I don't know, two, three, four hours in our home, uh, around the table, around the fire, sharing... Um, uh, each other's stories, and, and oh, you know, so and so, me too, and all oh, there. And he, he's just—he's been around and with and under the mentor mentorship of just kind of legends in the evangelical world. And um, it was so fun to hear both you and your wife's heart for the local church. They've—they've they've been pastoral ministry all over the country, and and, and there's never been an academic season where, where they're not meaningfully connected to the local church. So this isn't—don't think just like academia out on its own. It, it, It's—they have a heart for academics. For the sake of serving and strengthening the local church, you can't spend time around it without without hearing a love for the people of God and a love for the church. So it's not this kind of separate, siloed institute. It, it, it's a mechanism by which uh, the, the the church is prepared and grown and strengthened. And so it's an honor to partner with uh, not only a strong academic uh, community and institution, but a, an institution that has a heart for specifically the local church, and you bring that, and um, Sharon's sister actually and brother-in-law uh, work at Corbin, and we've been on the phone talking with them, and they have just gone on and on and on about your leadership, your passion, your character, your family. Uh, this is a churchman leading an academic institute, and just so you know, you can hear, uh, this man has backbone. This man has courage. He's clear on the gospel. He's clear on that faith we are to contend for. There is a rock-solid and crystal-clear, theologically-articulated statement and position on human sexuality and gender and marriage and the word of God and the divinity of Jesus he's leading an institution that will not drift and so we're very grateful for that we're very grateful for that thank you sir thank you so so it, it is it, it feels like like one part partnership and one part uh, friendship and so we're grateful to make this new relationship and uh, without putting you on the spot uh, I'm guessing uh, the church family would love to have you back some Sunday, and you could open up the Word of God, and, and, and uh, we, we would love to have you back, maybe for Vector graduation sometime. Wouldn't that be a good idea? I think that's a great idea, so very cool. So, well, the moment you've all been waiting for, without further ado, would you like to meet your founding farmer faculty? Would you like to meet them? Okay, so if, if that's you, come on up, team. Come on up, and I'm going to have our, our headmaster, Ryan uh, McKelvey, introduce the team here. And you're going to get to meet uh, the, the inaugural founding faculty here. And this isn't all of them. We have uh, more who uh, weren't able to be here today. And we got some more spots we're filling. But uh, this, this is your starting lineup for the uh, Garden City Academy farmer team. Let's go. Where's, where's, oh, there's Ryan right there. Your show, Ryan. Take it away, buddy. Give it up for these guys. Here they are. before I announce their
9: names, I just want to say how remarkable this team is. We've been spending a lot of time with them, and, and on Wednesday, as Pastor Josh said, had everybody kind of go around and talk about their why, and uh, it's it's incredible to think about the generational impact that this team is going to make on uh, the kids at the school, and, and I believe on our community as a whole. Uh, just remarkable people, and uh, going to be a super amazing team to work with. So, uh, we are going to go around and I'll introduce, uh, I'll start with the younger grades and our teaching staff all the way up. And some of the grades might change or the subjects might change, but uh, we wanted to get this foundation, this team in place. And then uh, uh, we might have to move around a little bit, uh, a few things. Anyways, uh, first one is our kindergarten half day teacher is Aaron James. First grade teacher, Jackie Frank. Second grade teacher, Cassie Dobson. Third grade teacher, Shaylin Morgan. Fourth grade teacher, Amanda Lewis. Sixth grade teacher, Addison King. Secondary teacher in Science and Humanities, Yolanda Lenson. Secondary teacher, Helen Chase. Secondary teacher in Latin, Writing, Grammar, Heidi Harris. Secondary teacher in science and P.E., Kyle Hurst. Secondary teacher in history and P.E., Cody Bench. Secondary teacher in history and our athletic director, Steve Simonson. Uh, Secondary math teacher, Eric Ballard. Our first legacy teacher and uh, secondary math teacher, Jeff Levitt. And our music instructor, Jeffrey Eifert. Then uh, for our vector professors, our vector director and vector professor, Kyle McMullen. Vector professor, Carrie McPherson. And uh, Gene Helsel and Daniel Apple are not able to be here today, but they're both vector professors as well. And then in our administrative team, our K-12 principal, Kent McMullen. Sorry, he also wanted me to make sure everybody knew he's the head golf coach too. Yeah. Our academic dean and co-op director, Corey Apple. <laughs> Our office manager, Susan Levitt. Levitt. <laughs> Our admissions coordinator, my wife, Megan McKelvey.
6: <laughs>
9: co-op and curriculum assistant, Corey Eifert. When the man in charge of our IT is Josh Hamilton. And the man in charge of security is Seth Hansen.
6: Uh,
9: And then we had two two others that weren't able to be here. Uh, Jen Chase will be uh, responsible for student support coordinator. And then Jonathan Sharp will be one of our secondary teachers as well. So, this is
0: your team. <laughs> Woo. So here, here You guys stay up here. I want you to look at these faces, okay? And this is what I want you to feel in this moment as a family. These are the servant missionaries that you're funding and you're fielding with your generosity. That's how this is working. This is how we're working together as a family. This is the team that you're gonna put on the field. And I gotta be honest, and I've never said this before, and this will shock my wife, seeing this team up here makes me want to have more kids <laughs> I mean it's not happening but, but, but I, I had oh she left already okay well we'll pray for her yeah and uh, so so thank you for your sacrifice thank you for your calling your, your conviction your passion uh, it's, it is so thrilling to see you with your heart at the foundation of what God's going to do here and uh, God's got good plans for, for Garden City Academy uh, if, if, if this is the team that sets the trajectory in the culture for this school then we are already winning because of who you are and what you're bringing to the table and so thank you, I honor you and I thank you and, and on behalf of your whole church family we love you and we are so stoked to have you on the team we love you guys now here's the deal, yeah you can thank them you got guys, you guys stay up there can you thank them, come on let's go you guys fired up? Go Farmers! Woo! Go Farmers! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! You, you can stay standing. I'll end with this. Uh, applications are open. Um, get your kiddos signed up. There could not be money better spent than putting your kids under the leadership of these people. I'll unpack it later, but suffice it to say, I've been looking at all the numbers and looking at all the studies. Garden City Academy is going to be one of the most uh, uh, affordable private Christian schools in the state, if not the country, as as we look at about 21,000 bucks per kid spent in the Winansky School District this year when you count uh, buildings and transportation about 16.8 was what it was going to cost us to, to, to run this school per kid. We're charging less than half of that per student because that's what we're calling the A scholarship, called accelerated Christian education. That's being made possible because of the generosity of you, our church family, and the generosity of our community because we don't want economics to be reason anybody doesn't come, right? And so single moms uh, whose, whose dads are gone, widows, those kids, they just come because our job as a church to come alongside those those, those women, right? And so we're going to find every way possible to make this feasible for as many people as want it. And if early indicators are, are any sign, there is a huge need for this in our community. So we're looking for more property. We're looking for more buildings. We're, we're looking for more teachers. If you're a legacy kind of teacher and you could you could give us a class or two or some time a week uh, w- w- without without need for. Um, uh, income or compensation well, like Mr. Levitt, uh, talk to Ryan, talk to Kent, talk to today. They'll be out at the table. If you haven't got your kids signed up yet, you can, you can, uh, you can apply today. Uh, the doors are open and all systems are go for Garden City Academy. Thanks be to God. Amen. It's a good day. It's a historic day in life of our church. <clears throat> I want to pray for us. Father in heaven, We're grateful for who you are what you're doing. It's an honor and privilege to be a part of your kingdom forcibly advancing in the face of what seemed to be impossible odds. Lord, it's an incredible privilege to be uh, fighting a losing battle and never losing. It's an incredible privilege to be part of the kingdom of God that's steadily advancing through a series of victories, sometimes cleverly disguised as defeats. Father, it's a remarkable thing to know that you're still writing the book of Acts as the Spirit of Christ fills your local church to go into the community to love people in Jesus' name, to provide safety for children, a place where they can come and be loved and cherished and built up in the tenets of the faith, to partner and come alongside the local church and the the nuclear family as they step into their calling and their privilege of raising children the fear and minister of the Lord. And Father, we pray your blessing and hand of protection upon this staff and this team and their marriages and their children. Father, for those who are yet on the team, but you're going to draw, would you would You begin putting that on their heart now as we continue connecting dots over these next few weeks and months. Lord, for the students in this church and this valley that you would draw to this place, uh, would you be moving in their hearts even um, in this moment, Lord. We love you. What an incredible Christmas present to open up on this week before Christmas Sunday. So we love you, Father, for what you're doing, for the new partnership and friendship with Corbin University. We say thank you for the courage and tenacity and calling of Dr. Yates and his wife and his family responding to that invitation to come out here and and to step to the helm of an academic university and have a heart for the family and the church as they lead that place. Lord, would your hand of protection be upon him and his family? Would you give him courage and fortitude and vision to lead that place with a with a compelling passion. Thank you, Lord, for how you prepared him for this, his Esther moment, to step into this moment for such a time as this. We love you, Father. We bless your holy name. And it's in your son's name we ask all these things. Okay, we we'll say together. Amen, here we go. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this message today. If you did, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. First, like and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. That way, the most recent message from Grace City will always be waiting for you at the top of your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has encouraged you and you'd like to help us reach more folks, you can do so by giving a gift to our ministry so we can continue making these resources available for free. Just go to gracecitychurch.com give. Thanks for
7: listening. God bless.